Back again to the Heavy Shelf Podcast. I'm your host, David Richards, and with me, I have just Moose today. Just me. Luke is gone. Oh. He's he's off in the wilderness, frogging California, I believe. Only the strong survive, and he just wasn't strong enough. Either that or he had, like, he, personal obligations or something, but that sounds way less cool. Well, just, you know, Wi-Fi internet, not that best in the woods, so that's why I can't join us today, but um, <laughs> we'll, we'll uh, hopefully he returns. You mean you don't want to hear every fourth word? Yeah. <laughs> um, just play Mad Libs like yeah. the whole podcast. What do you think he said? <laughs> uh, all right, no 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 give me uh, a noun. Oh, speaking of words and mad libs and all that stuff, I just realized that I misspelled Tim Tim. Um and I only know that I misspelled Tim Tim. Does it have an accent on the E or something like that? No, no. See, um, the developers, so they are very communicative, and they have just a little bit of sass. I wouldn't say salt, but some sass. And uh, they have, they took to Twitter to correct people on how to say Tim Tim. Is the second it's T not, not capitalized? It's, it's not, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Wow. Um, <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, I saw the tweet, and I still made the mistake. Mm, mm. Um, it's not, but they were like, is, is it, it's not Tim Tim. It's not Tim Tam. It's not Tim Tom. It's Tim Tim. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess now that That's we're talking it. about this, we might as well just open up right out of the gate, huh? Yeah, yeah. Tim so, Tim. Uh, Tim Tam is the, I'm, I'm so worried. I'm like sweating bullets. I'm going to say it wrong. Like Tim Tom. Tim Tim. It's okay. We'll, I, just, my, we'll just get all um, the incorrect pronunciations out of the way. Yeah, yeah. We knocked it out of the park. So, th- in short, Temtem is a Kickstarter, now an early access game that really has the polish of a triple A game. It's it's still an early based access. Based on the, uh, yeah, it's still early access. Wow. But it's got triple A polish already. Triple um, A, I, I I don't know. It, it from what I've seen, I would say it's definitely polished, but may, maybe just well, the the standard triple, of triple A polish has gone AAA down. Triple A in the sense of. We consider Pokemon AAA, yes. Oh, oh, you're right. Oh man, we, yeah. And it's beating Pokemon absolutely in my in, opinion. in the level of polish. Absolutely. No, you're right. Yeah. You're right. I just I was hand, hold, handing it, holding it to the uh, like kind of God of War standard. You know, we're talking like, mm-hmm. but oh yeah, no, no, it's very right, very right. I I think we should have like a new standard class for them, like AAA plus or something. Yeah, tri- or like, triple S. Triple S. S rank supreme plus. Maybe just gold standard. Just call them gold. And then then the ones Um, that are better than gold are the super gold. Not even um, platinum. Diamond. Mm, Diamond. Diamond. Which everyone knows in video games, that's really just a mixture of like blue and white looking glass is what they call diamond. Um, I don't know what's above diamond yet. I don't spend that much money on uh, DLZ. Um, (laughs) But. This game, when I was playing it, it it looked so smooth. I don't think I ever, like, you know, usually your frames will, like, dip, like, to 60, 75, 99, whatever. Um, mine was, like, at a smooth 140, like, the whole time. The whole time. I was like, whoa, Jesus, that's <laughs> nice. Um, 
That being said, everyone in the mother wants to get on this game. So it has been down for the majority of the time I've had time to try to play it. Uh, I was waiting for like two or three hours this morning to get on. So I can't go too in-depth in the game, to be honest. But when I finally did get on, I'm liking what I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. Now, I tried to watch a stream, and uh, the guy was 3,000 in queue. Um, yeah. So yeah, I didn't have to worry about any queue thing. Um, I got stuck on the, it just says the press in key screen, and I did. Mm. Nothing happened. And I was like, oh, here we are. Because mm. uh, it was last podcast, actually. I believe a few hours before the podcast started, they were doing their stress test. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously they didn't stress test enough because yeah wow and and I mean this this was something like I don't think I've seen I'm trying to think of games that I've seen that maybe Apex Legends to to how much mm-hmm. this has blown up just overnight um, because of course last podcast you mentioned it you know we start looking into it I didn't think much of it I thought it was going to be released a lot later and then you're like no it's it's coming out this this coming week. And oh my goodness, everyone is trying to play this game. And I, I mean, I understand why. <laughs> it, it looks like really good um, for, for what it is. It looks is. like if Pokemon were to put a full game on PC, yeah. what it should look like. Exactly, exactly. Um, I mean, you know, a lot of the stuff that I kind of, that that I kind of mock Pokemon for not having. Um, you know, it has it has detailed battle animations. Um, th- there's there's some stuff that uh that I look at and I say, man, this is really similar to Pokemon. Uh, they have they have types and type matchups. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> uh, and for sure, Pokemon is still going to have more of a lot of different things. Yeah, right. Yeah, but. Graphically polishing how things look. So, I mean, Absolutely. right now, Pokemon has somehow fell, in my opinion, Pokemon has fallen into the quantity over quality. Oh, definitely. Versus Tim Tim. And quality will always win over. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, because when you first mentioned it, I said, oh, this, this would be neat to see how it is. And, you know, since I didn't know how soon it was going to come out. But when I saw it, I was like getting all this nostalgia from playing the original. Uh, Pokemon Ruby game um, and I was like remembering what it felt like and I had that same feeling because it felt I guess genuine would be the best way to put it um, mm-hmm. it, it it felt like they had a lot of passion for what they were creating and they kind of channeled oh, sure. that into the world that they made and you know in my opinion Pokemon hadn't really had that feeling for a while because um, even I, I played Platinum and Platinum was okay in my opinion, no, it was, it was, it was all right. Um, and then I played heart gold and heart gold was, was good. I liked it more than platinum. And then I played black and black was, it was one of the best Pokemon games, um, of the, of the newer ones, you could say generation five. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and even that, you know, there's, there's parts of it that just feel kind of like formulaic. Um, so I, I don't know. I'm, I'm intrigued. I don't think it's, it's sold me yet though, because when I look at it, I see Pokemon, and I don't know. I I feel like uh the Pokemon uh, turn based combat with type matchups and stuff like that is just not 
not for me. I, I think I think I need something a little bit more mm-hmm. innovative than that. So so from your experience, have have they kind of innovated on that, or is it just uh... well? I was going to give you kudos for a good point because in some ways, I mean, look, being in the Pokemon market is not a small market to be in, you know, so yeah. you don't have to worry too much there, but they have kind of just made it to where in some ways you can say, cause I've seen some pushback online. Like you got Pokemon fans at the ready to, Really? call this game heresy like you know wow just, like no <laughs> this is not pokemon this is not anything like it like like they're flat out ignoring facts yeah yeah that this is a good game because right? when, when you um, i mean even even the map design not not necessarily the whole map but each you know individual area that you walk around in i went oh this is like pokemon right so mm-hmm. it's i mean it is heavily heavily inspired go go on but the market, I feel, is not like all Pokemon fans will love this game. I think it's a, a much smaller market of like Pokemon fans who are tired of having their neck hurting from playing on mobile devices all the time finally <laughs> get to play on PC. Like, that's the market it feels for me. Um, and I'm just tired of playing on handhelds. I didn't want to get the... Um, when I had a Switch, I didn't want to get some of the other games because they seem like they chopped away a lot of what makes Pokemon Pokemon. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, this is the full Pokemon game we've been wanting for decades. And then Temtem has done a pretty good job. Now, I, I um, do have to wonder how much it is being propelled by the novelty of it. Um, because in my if, from my perspective, that's a lot of what's been keeping Pokemon alive. The, the novelty of a new place to explore and stuff like that. And so I'm, I'm interested to see if there's something genuine about how attractive this is to people or if it's just it's new and it's polished and it looks like a game that has heart in it that is fun to explore and it's an MMO. You know, a, a, a few little aspects here and there that really build it up um, or, or if it's, you know, just, oh, it's something new. Yeah, what I want to look at here is uh, the Temtem Kickstarter and some of the details they had on it. I mean, we won't we won't be able to ever get this, but just because there's so many things in Pokemon that have been baked in forever, yeah, like um, sometimes they take things out, add things in. It's kind of hard to see like what are Pokemon's features exactly mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. like what are high points to celebrate. But within the Kickstarter, you know, these high points are sales pitches. Mm-hmm. And I'm liking what I'm seeing on Temtem's Kickstarter. Uh, everything from, so, okay, so, some of the stuff we've already said. Story campaign, online world, MMO, co-op adventure, um, housing. You actually get a house that you can decorate and everything, make your own. That was a feature and, in only Pokemon, Ruby, Sapphire, and Emerald. Um, okay. and of course the remakes and then, and then that's one of the features that I talk about. They just removed because they could. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and they just do video games, do that stuff all the time. Unfortunately. Yeah. Um, competitive, uh, Oh, like there's tournaments supposed to be weekly tournaments and all that stuff. That, that's up. a, that's a pretty bold thing for them to come out of the gate talking about that. That interests mm-hmm. me about, about the combat system. Um, see, cause I mean, I don't know. I, I get the feeling that if it was just a 
very bland system, they, they might not be so confident to pull that out. But then again, in my opinion, Pokemon combat is pretty bland as it is. So mm-hmm. Six different islands. Um, okay. They have a clan just like a... Like a not 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 a clan um uh, teams team rocket yeah yeah team yeah. rocket kind of thing like there's a clan Bilsato or Bilsoto is what they're called here and then uh there's um, there's also there's also a rival like in the early Pokemon's that's a butthole yeah little little Gary Oak mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah it's true I ran into them and I was like why is this person so hostile and then it hit me I was like oh wait because they want to fight my Tim Tams um. <laughs> So, looking at the stretch girls, which they apparently smashed. Um, yeah, it doesn't surprise me. Nuz- Nuzlocke game mode. Nuzlocke rules supported in the game. Create stronger bonds with your Tim Tim and enjoy the game in a more challenging way. Arcade bar, it's time to spend your hard-earned money. Play several new mini-games. Um, mythical Tim Tim. Uh, mounts. Coming to the Nintendo Switch at some point. Uh, replay system. Watch competitive matches whenever you want. Relive your most memorable battles. Uh, that's imp- that's going to be important for esports. I'm not saying oh we're going to make every game of esports, but it's it's a natural thing to expect. That, well, and and because happen. they've said that they <laughs> they were planning for competitive yeah. <laughs> tournaments. Exactly. So what what really um, uh, strikes? Um, Strikes me there's is the Nuzlocke game mode. Do you do you know what that is? I don't. You no. don't. Okay. Um. So it came from a from a comic strip that this guy did about his way of playing Pokemon to make it more challenging. Mm-hmm. And the rules for it are, um, you catch the first Pokemon that you see on a route. You can only catch one Pokemon per route. So the first one that you see, you catch, and then you can't catch anymore. And when a Pokemon dies, um you release it into the wild. So it's a, it's a permadeath Pokemon game mode. So seeing that they just oh, went ahead oh. and they just implemented that, because it's not like a Nuzlocke game mode is something that is specifically sponsored by Nintendo or anything like that. It's a, it's an unofficial community yeah. thing. Um, and you probably wouldn't want to develop a game all around that. Exactly. Cause just more have like a game mode. Yeah. It's, it's, like, it's a much do, more do hard we way want to a dark souls of Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, now, now, Col- Colby Chu's calling that, out in the that's, chat. I'm just gambling. thinking about how bad that. I'm just thinking about how bad that could be because every, like, I mean, you build a bond with your Pokemon, especially like you, you, um, you rename them or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden, like, you've had this Pokemon for maybe three fights. You made one wrong move, Pokemon, you Tim Tam dead. So, so yeah, um, I would want that choice and not as a main feature. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, Colby Chu in the chat did call out a. a gambling and that is one thing that i mean i know it's just kind of like a joke because the original the the uh a lot of the older pokemon games do have you know those kind of like gambling things but i did actually see something in tim tam i saw a swear word i did too and when, that uh, and that surprised me because it's like whoa this isn't meant for little baby children necessarily even though the art style kind of kind of indicates it and um uh, now, now, of course, in the, uh, I don't know, uh, I don't think you've read any of the Pokemon manga or anything like that, but I had a no. single copy that I read um, that my brothers had, and in that 
there is actually a fair amount of bad words, which was surprising to me. <laughs> um, maybe it was a translation thing where they translated a word a little bit harsher than, <laughs> mm-hmm. than it normally would. Um, but that's another interesting thing to note about this because it's not, at least in, in, in all circumstances, it's not a super childlike game. Yeah. There's, and honestly, one of the, was it Pokemon Sword and Shield? Then again, I kind of have this, uh, yeah, yeah, it, it, was, it was one of those Pokemon Sword and Shield, and no, 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 it wasn't, sorry, I'm getting my game messed up, so many Pokemon games, Yeah, Pokemon <laughs> Sun and Moon. Sun and Moon, yeah, um, that, that was the one before Sword and Shield. I don't know if this is just me personally, and just Nintendo nowadays. But half the time, I'm like, ah, I feel like these games, I'm way too old for them. Yeah. I I, I haven't got that feeling with Tim Tim yet. But, like, just the, some of the game like, seems so sim- simple with Pokemon. And just the way they talk to you and all, all the, the this and that. Um, I just felt weird playing it. Yeah. Um, Tim Tim, I'm just enjoying the smooth frame rates at this point. You know, I don't feel childish. They th- they threw me off with like saying "hell yeah." My like, hell is a swear word. They're saying "hell yeah." You're so, not allowed to say that word. Yeah. So let <laughs> me we'll, we'll see what comes up. Um, but real quick, I wanted to go through. Uh, so they have clubs. Our own take on guilds for Tim Tim. Gather your friends and create a club together. <laughs> I'm just saying we need to have Tim Tim clan of tamers. Hey. Tim Tim Tamer. Talk about a... Man, it it almost makes up for calling them Tim Tim. I'm sure when they were around that table, kind of like scratching names on the board, like, what about this? What about this? And then like one person that said, Tim Tim Tamers. They're like, we can go home. We're done. Yeah, they just... That's when the game development ended, actually. Yeah. (laughs) We can push it out to Alpha now. (laughs) Um. Uh, and then in-game tournaments, we kind of touched on that earlier. Um, all that seems cool. Yeah, it, it definitely it. seems cool. Um, and and it seems reasonable to achieve at this stage. My thing is, like, I hope they focus on um, making sure they get smooth tournaments, rule sets, what have you, mm-hmm. and then keep making temp-temps. If I would love to see if they could develop X amount of Tim Tims every three, four months or so. And then I'll like, look, I wouldn't mind paying for that battle pass, if you will, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you mean. But I'm sure a lot of people would be like, no, like just just give it to us for free. Well, well I'm like, speaking things of, cost money. <laughs> speaking of, um, what is it, what is the current cost of Tim Tim? Isn't it thirty dollars? It's like thirty five ish. So it it comes out to be after tax. It comes out to be um, most likely thirty nine forty bucks for most. Okay. Um, so did, they're, does, they're does doing anybody... it at a double A um, price instead of triple A. Yeah. Has anybody does anybody in the chat own? Tim Tim or thinking about getting it. I don't know. I'm I'm curious to see if other people have gotten the same thing because um you, you mentioned adding new Tim Tim, right? Um and that's one thing that keeps Pokemon going is all the new Pokemon that you can get. You know, oh my goodness, this one looks cool. 
Um, well, like Pokemon has like what nine hundred Pokemon overall. Uh, I think so. I believe. Um, and and as you're talking about that, how how many islands do they have currently? Because it might be that they plan to add more Tim Tim. Um, as you as they release more island expansions. So I've heard multiple numbers, but now I'm seeing 141, which is not that's not a bad amount to start with. No, not at all. That's that's a, that's a pretty large number. Um, the first generation, of course, so, had so the original I, 151 uh, in reference yeah, to Pokemon. Yeah, because in my head, I was for some reason. I had the number 60 or 80, and I was like, that's not bad for a starter game. Even 60 but or 80 they is have, Yeah, like if they have 141, I mean, they really could just, they could ride things out for a year or just focus on getting the servers up and running consistently. Yeah, abso- and absolutely. doing just fine. I don't know. I'm, I, I, will, I will watch its career with, with great interest or whatever that prequel quote is. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, there is... Um, as far as Pokemon versus Temtem, people need to realize Pokemon is a juggernaut across multiple media. Like, there's not a Temtem anime. There's not a Temtem manga. There's no Temtem action figures that you can buy for your Temtem onesie and Temtem bed set. Yeah. No Temtem movie starring Ryan Reynolds, you know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and so, I don't want that's why I didn't like title this podcast. Tim Tim takes takes over Pokemon. And all that. No, it's more of a man. These guys are doing really good. They really nailed the Pokemon formula. Yeah. Um, yeah. This might. I wouldn't be surprised if a year or two from now, just kind of how Bloodborne, in many people's eyes, was the perfection of the Dark Souls formula. Um, Tim Tim might prove to be the perfection of the Pokemon formula, and then it's only a matter of. How does Pokemon respond? Yeah, absolutely. Um, otherwise, over time, it will be just kind of how Call of Duty was the main thing, and then Battlefield had its time, and now it's kind of back to Call of Duty. Uh, it might be a, a nice dance between the two. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I, I the can... market, though, is more for those people who um, wanted to play a Pokemon-style game on PC. Mm-hmm. And it, I'm happy about it. I'm I'm liking it. It's going to be in my wheelhouse games. I definitely see a an outcome of this where Pokemon at least tries to you know focus more on some of the issues that Tim Tim addresses so well. Um, because it's 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 not like a a uh, it's it's not a unique opinion to say that. Pokemon fans have not really been feeling like they're getting the best content they could for the past few generations. Um, because, I mean, even the games, like you're, you were talking about earlier, how we were talking about, uh, how it's not necessarily geared toward children. Even even the games in difficulty for Pokemon have been getting easier every generation. Uh, yeah. So, it's definitely interesting to look into. Um I don't know. It was well, it was cool. And, I'm going to try and see some more about it. Uh, it's, and as Colby Chu said in the chat, essentially, um, what we need to consider, because this has been happening with a few games, uh, Pokemon's not doing so hot. And it's kind of downturn. 
is what helps games like Tim Tim thrive. Definitely. Another example would be like Fallout 76, and then here comes the Outer Worlds. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Something where people say, ooh, that's not exactly what I wanted, but it's so much closer than what I got. Now, there, there, <laughs> this is just my one last thought. Um, of course, a, a big part of Pokemon um, is uh, shinies and collecting shinies and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. How much do you want to bet that Tim Tim has in the game alternate skins and stuff like that that nobody has found yet? And people are going to find that and the game is going to go crazy with trying to get them. Maybe, maybe. Because I feel like that would be a really smart thing for them to do. You know, no one's going to want to hear hear me say this because everyone hates mobile games. But one of the biggest things that took off for PUBG and Fortnite is that they had a fully compatible mobile version mm-hmm. that crossed in to things. If they did Tim Tam on mobile and then they had one little extra thing to where they didn't go full-blown Pokemon Go to where like it's like you on a map walking and all that stuff, but they did something region-based of like you go here, this time of day you can catch this kind of Temtem. There you go. You just got that Pokemon Go money now. Yeah. You know? And um and then it's off to the races. But yeah, that's about as much we can say on Temtem for now, because like I said, couldn't get in there too much <laughs> because of server issues, but it very much feels like a full fledged, polished Pokemon game. Um, I had the familiar feelings of first time stepping through the grass and then am I going to get through? Am I going to get through? My poke, my, my Tim Tam are already hurting. I, I didn't heal. Oh, crap. Now we're in a fight. Mm-hmm. Um, walking by anyone, it's just someone who's going to let me by or they're going to want to fight. Are they going to walk forward in a straight line? Fight. <laughs> yep. And then, uh, yeah, so it's all there. It, I mean... The way that Pokemon, that team has, like, sued people in the past for um, doing Pokemon fan games, you know? Yeah. They did have some of the Pokemon themselves in them. This feels like that with that kind of quality, but they were just smart enough to not put in Pokemon. They just did their own artwork. So, yeah. yeah. We'll see. There you go. Now, the other thing we're moving on to, um, you had some news about what's going on in CSGO, Oh, right? yeah. This is, um, this is two weeks late. Um, news news this first, first broke uh, two weeks ago, and it revolves around CSGO's skins. Now, of course, CSGO has been monetizing weapon skins basically since the release of the game. Um, and then after that... Uh, Knife skins as well was a big thing because with knives, it it wasn't just a, a new skin for the weapon. It was a new model as well. And they could have their own skins, you know, so you can give me that Karambit Doppler. I'll pay you, you know, 300 bucks or something dumb like that. Um, And then sprays, which were, of course, a uh, Counter-Strike source feature. Um, They went and monetized those. So now you can buy sprays. You could buy um, end-of-round music and menu music and stuff like that. Um, and then you could buy gloves for your operators. Well, I was wondering how long it would take. Um, I'm not sure exactly how recently, 
How much do the gloves cost? Oh, they're ex- as expensive as knives. So, you know, like 80 to like $300 or something like that. Oh, my God. Um, I mean... <laughs> God. And and I, you know, it's it's kind of like what happened with uh TF2 and hats. But anyway. Um so not getting political here, but like <laughs> recently Joe Biden said that game devs are creeps. I don't know if this is game devs charging 80 bucks for no, gloves it's it's or community publishers. It's it's the community uh demand of it cuz cuz all the, all the game devs oh, do is they just make a rare item and then you have to have open crates to get it. And then the the community assigns it value based on you know how much it costs to get it from a crate and stuff like that. Um, See, CSGO sounded to me like because I'm not in it nearly as much. You know, I dabble with it back in the day. I got called the N word too many times by <laughs> Russian accents, and I'm like, you know, what? I'm out. I'm playing games. <laughs> um, and it's one of those things like you hear about some money stuff going on with it, but you just leave it be. And then you go back to check on it, and it's like, oh, this isn't $3, $4, $5 things. Like, these are $300 items. What is going on? Yeah. Um. Anyway, so I was, I was wondering how long it would take for them just to straight up sell complete player model reskins. And sometime, I think within the last year, uh, they went ahead and did it. So you can now earn skins. Um, and they are different for the T side and the CT side, right? Terrorists and counter-terrorists. Um, and, um, they're completely unique unless someone else on your team has it, right? So there's a, there's a default set of skins per, based on the map. Um, so I know on Dust 2 is the big one. It's like, um, some, some kind of terrorist group, but then it's like the, uh, IDF is what the CTs are based off of. And, you know, you can have this one with, with this kind of hat or this one with this helmet. But generally, they all look very similar. Well, now you're getting situations where people can choose a skin and it's, um, it's going to be completely different from all the other skins in the game for both their team and the other team. This, this doesn't seem like a particularly big option. Uh, option. <laughs> doesn't seem like a particularly big issue. Um, but people are finding that when you're actually playing the games, especially in competitive scenarios, you, in a sense, get a sort of camouflage. Um, th- this isn't like um, CSGO, that is, isn't like um, Dark Souls, where when someone invades, they're very obviously red, or um, Battlefield, where you can spot people, you know, to, to see who they are, or a mm. Dirty Bomb was another one, where enemies would be highlighted red, basically. Um, it's not like that. There's there's no highlighting. There's no spotting mechanic. It's just can you see it? So what's happening is these people are getting skins that um, previously, you know, uh, on those maps you wouldn't have any way to blend in. But they're getting skins that blend in with the environment. And on certain areas in the map, they are way harder to see. Um, and you can you can find some images of this online. You know, CS:GO pay-to-win skins or something like that you you can search a a nice little keyword bundle and definitely find it um and it's like a it's like a serious thing like it's it's a huge advantage it's not just oh i couldn't see his glove because it was brown and the wall behind him was brown so i didn't know he was around the corner no it's like you know they're they're far away you don't have any way to look down iron sights unless you only have one of like four or five guns and they can see you and you can't see them um and so it caused a little bit of a conundrum and private um, 
gaming uh, competitive gaming groups um that so so independent from valve you know they're their own communities banned those skins and valve came in two weeks ago and said hey you can't force players not to use that skin so now the the um, independent groups they can only ask hey don't use the skins um but they can no longer force players to use the standard skins um and it's it's just a very interesting scenario when you're looking at the competitive play because this is the first time that there has been a like completely objectively noticeable improvement in your chances at winning because you buy something but is that baked in to it or is it just lazy design to make sure that there wasn't a competitive advantage if someone bought these skins uh it's almost certainly um just an oversight um cuz because one example i can think of is with fortnite because they always say like this skin does not give you a competitive advantage but they released like a toy soldier looking skin and that's, right and that's but it green, was green. Right? <laughs> yeah and then i was like and and they said right there it's like this does not give you a competitive advantage i'm like uh, there's a lot of grass in Fortnite, a lot of hills, a lot of green. Pretty sure, and then like within two days, it was just the Reddit was littered with examples, um, and the whole SpongeBob meme with like the uppercase and lowercase all scrambled. It's like not a competitive advantage, and it's definitely a competitive advantage. And they finally changed it to where like they put mud on the toy um, skin, <laughs> and then now. When it comes to other um, things, I have a theory. I don't have a lot of evidence, but I kind of feel like Call of Duty, because we've heard of these things before. I mean, maybe you've heard of it. Um, Have you heard about some stuff that went on Twitter a while back about when they were talking some of the secrets of game design and how... In some ways, there's like skill-based matchmaking, and then other ways, they'll just make people's hitboxes bigger for you if you suck. <laughs> they want you to make like if it's does, does that really like happen? You, yes, there's not not all games, but like there's just some tricks to where it's like, okay, we're not gonna tell this game, we're not gonna tell this gamer like, hey, we're gonna put you on medium now, but he keeps dying to this boss like nine times, so we're gonna actually take a little more points off of every hit. Um, that way this game can get through this level. And so wow. you feel like you finally accomplished something. No, it was all a lie. Um, <laughs> Your accomplishments? <laughs> they just didn't let you know. That's a lie. Um, so, so my thing is every time I bought a new gun skin, I, I go to a match and I'm just killing it. I'm like, number one, and as I've said before, I'm like the proto gamer. I'm all the, the 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 proto casual. I'm always in the middle. I'm not I'm not at the bottom, never at the top. I'm always in the middle. I'm always contributing to the team that way. But every time I've bought a new skin recently, I've just been slaughtering. And it makes me wonder if Call of Duty is messing with tweaking some things to make me feel good and to solidify that feel good feeling every time I buy a new skin I now am killing it and therefore I'm happy with what I bought because think about it if you bought a skin for a gun and then you're you're trash with the gun 
you're trash with the gun, mm-hmm. but the skin looked really cool. Yeah, yeah. Then then you never get to use it. You know, well, that was a waste of money. Yeah, because like I just bought this one for a gun uh, called the Kilo One Four One, and it's it's a meh gun. And then I bought the skin for it, and I'm like, this is the most beautiful gun in the game. It's perfect. <laughs> it's sound. It's look. It's sheen. Everything about this gun is beautiful. Wow. And um, and then I went off for a night. Got back on. Nope. Back to normal. That's just regular pew pew pew. That is a fascinating thing because I I didn't think about that, but that's that's not at all unreasonable. I I mean, if someone told me that, I would absolutely believe. If someone told me that on good authority, right? It's like, dude, I work for X, and they do this all the time. I I that that sounds believable to me, but I hadn't ever thought of it. Another um scheme that they do, I think, because again, the first one was still a theory. But what Call of Duty does is that they they, they limit how many items you can see at the shop at one time. Uh-huh. And then once you buy one skin, they fill that slot in with almost every time a much cooler looking skin. I, I, I totally like, believe oh, that that man. would happen. Well... Well, I mean, like, like, like that is that one is just pure fact. Yeah, it's yeah, like, that that's like, but it, it's by design. Like for for instance, there's one set of skins called Executive Armory. It's this dark black and gold gun sets. Well, I bought the Executive Armory thing. It didn't say anything about Executive Armory number one or anything like that. It didn't let me know it was a series. And then I bought it, cleared it out, and then what's there? Two more guns, Executive Armory two. And then I was like, oh, man, they're going to make me buy all Executive Armory 1 through 9 or something. <laughs> and then the thing is, is, you know, I'm always checking the store out because I'm really happy with Call of Duty, so I don't mind throwing money their way. Yeah. But it's kind of pissed me off that I'll see, like, the same sets for, like, two, three weeks in a row. I'm like, these are not good-looking guns. And they'll have just one slot that's, like, really good. And then I might buckle down and buy it after like a week and a half and then they're shown like if they have all these cool guns hidden behind the scenes like just go ahead and give them to me up front you know instead of like because it feels like almost like a prestige system it's like no no you need to spend 50 bucks before <laughs> we let you see the cool our stuff exclusive skins <laughs> you know that's what it feels like without them announcing it you know i'd never thought uh that that would be something that happened like like at all um but but now now that you mention it that is a a very that's a very interesting thing that because i I totally would believe that they would do that and and it's i mean obviously it's to make more money that's that's the goal of any company to make money um but when you're when you're looking at it i mean that's that's the same thing that CSGO and Valve are trying to do with having these skins. They don't they don't really care about if there are negative gameplay effects for a little bit. Um because you know the the money offsets the non-paying players who don't pay. I'm trying what's um what's the uh, slot machine? Yeah, slot machine. So in some ways Every day the store refreshes, and it's kind of like a one-time pool slot machine. And when you do buy one thing from the, those slots, 
it does give you another chance. And I found my mind last night kind of sleeping and thinking, like, oh, well, this is a really cool skin. I wonder if I bought this skin, what will pop up after it? I was like, wait a minute. Stop. You're an adult. <laughs> don't fall for this. Because, like, the skin was cool, but I'm like, I don't really use that gun, but it looks cool. And my brain was already starting to kick in. So I'm sure they know. They have this data. They have the scientists on their team that says, if you do X, Y, Z, this is how we trick them into getting more. Instead of a really nice thing would be just, and you know, Fortnite does this too. They make things as limited items and stuff. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, and they have a few items that are really, really limited. And they kind of serve those as examples. It's like, yeah, kids, let that be a lesson. That time you didn't buy that one item and the Renegade Raid or whatever it's called. Mm -hmm. And we haven't sold it since the beginning of Fortnite. That could be this skin. You don't want to miss out on this skin, do you? Yeah, man. And then, yeah. Because, um, I mean, example I said earlier, the Executive Armory 2 thing. I didn't buy the Executive Armory 2, and I haven't seen it for a month now. And I'm like, oh, Dang. I just I didn't have the money at the time. I want to be responsible. And for that, but, um, you will you will fail to have fun ever again. Like it would just be, I'll fail to have fun. It would just be nice if they could just be honest and just like, here's our storefront, and then it just stays. Yeah. But something probably tells me that they have data that says we won't spend as much. We'll look at everything that's there. Like, mm, I want that. I want that. I want that. And then we won't go shopping again. Or I don't know. I mean, just how there's there is science behind being overwhelmed with options mm -hmm. and then you end up not choosing anything yeah they're, they're trying to make sure that someone picks something that's yeah man yeah that, that's 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 an interesting thing to think about um goodness <laughs> yeah because i, it's I personally a little disheartening but at the same time it's like like i get it it's not too evil it's not loot boxes yeah because because like i've I've never played a game where I felt like I was doing better with a gun when I bought a weapon skin for it. Um, mm. But they're like, that hasn't been the case with CSGO or anything like that before. But, um, yeah, it's just a theory. I don't want Activision knocking on my door, be like, oh, we're showing you because you lied. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, yeah. Now, wanted to do a bit of a segue. And we kind of touched on this on a previous podcast, but you know, there's there's a lot of games that are getting delayed, and uh, the recent delay turns out with Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Turns out it was because the Xbox and PS four aren't powerful enough. Really? Yes. So now, so is that is that a kind of insider when report I saw or is this, that a is that a quote from the developers? It's not a quote from the developers. When I saw this, it was kind of pitched from the angle of like, oh no, the console boys are slowing us down. <laughs> you know, it it very much had a PC master race kind of tone to it. And so my thing was like I don't know. Is it that the Xbox One and PS4 can't handle it? Or is it that 
it's clear that Xbox and PS, um, new Xbox and the new PlayStation are going to be out later this year. So prioritize meeting those specs, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. That's because they aren't doing any extra multiplayer stuff or anything like that. Like they're just, from my understanding, polishing what they have. Yeah. Yeah. They, um, they, they said on the first news, of the delay that technically the game is ready for release, but they, they could, yeah. they could choose to release it at any moment. Um, but that, you know, they, they wanted to finish polishing it. Um, now, what I could imagine it would be is that part of finishing making it the best product that they can. Um, of course, we, we have uh, an article that has a developer statement on this from CD Projekt Red. Um, would be to make it so that if you have a... What's, what's, what's the word that I'm looking for? If, if you have the option to improve the capacity uh, for the game to work well in these newer systems, right? So maybe to make it look better, to make it run better on these newer systems, you would go ahead and you would explore that beforehand instead of pushing out patches after the game has already come out to fit these next-gen consoles. So, so that that makes sense to me. I don't buy the the perception that they need to do anything major for these new consoles or that it's it's a sort of delay issue because they aren't ready to release it on these new consoles. Um, but you know, it's like how how excited would you be to play a game on your new console if when you got it it turns out that the whole thing is meant for the previous generation. So that that just exactly. that just be a a big lame thing to have happen. Lame indeed. Lame indeed. So yeah, that and then uh one good thing is um as far as delays go, um Half-Life Alex will not be delayed. A lot of people were nervous that that game was going to be delayed like all the other ones, but they came out a day or so ago and said, no, the game is done. We're just doing this and that. So Finishing touches. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, that's... I wonder, though, because I've heard of some games being delayed in the past, and then they just ended up retweaking some monetization schemes. So I don't know how much this stuff costs when they do do these delays. Yeah, that's... I'd imagine hundreds of thousands of, if not millions of dollars, depending on the team size. Well, I, I guess it kind of depends on where the the cost is, um, where, where that where that money kind of uh, is lost. You know, it's like it, delaying it. Are we talking about costs that come from having to pay the workers to continue working on it, or are we talking about you know? lower sales when it is released because hype dies down what what exactly is causing that yeah well i think it's gonna be in the right season for release yeah me to me, me i mean especially well, if they you know are what? making it as good it's as really they can not for even new a, a, an important question to ask because this is cd project it's not like they're broke no um, not not at all so they'll they'll be fine and people are gonna buy this game i can't imagine anyone pirating it Wow. Oh, oh goodness! You have way too much hope in. Well, I'm only going off of them. They're always like, "No, I'm just a noble pirate. Like I wouldn't. I only pirate if they don't sell it to me. <laughs> if um, it's a bad game, I'll pirate it. Not if it's a good game. <laughs> but then it's like, well, why would you pirate it? 
if it, why would you play it if it's a bad game? <laughs> but yeah, um, that's neither here nor there. So yeah, I. It's weird because, you know, I can't even remember all the games that are delayed now. And I remember around March, April time frame, I was getting geared up like heavy shelf wise. I was like, you know, we got a lot of stuff to cover. And now I'm just like, I don't know. Like, what's going on? Like, what do we do? Like, it, will Tim Tim hold hold me off? I don't know. Uh, been playing some Frostpunk. Beat that. It was awesome. Yeah. Um, been playing the Call of Duty slot um, machine game. You know, playing with those skins. And then, I don't know, like, let's see here. Looking up a quick list of um, upcoming games. Ooh. I, I haven't been keeping up with upcoming games. I, I just recently got back in. I, I say back in. I just recently actually like dedicated myself to trying to play Dark Souls 3. Um mm-hmm. and oh my goodness. It has just been sucking all of all of my time. Um I'm really enjoying it. Cause I, I got it probably over a year ago and it had this thing where, you know, it and all the DLC was on sale. And I was like, oh dude, that's that's at a price that I would be kind of stupid to say no. So I went ahead and I bought it. And I just did nothing with it. Um for a while. <laughs> oh, you know, another thing we're going to start seeing? What? A lot of those epic exclusive games mm. from last year are going to start rolling to be an exclusive on PC. Huh. On Steam, I should say. But PC and Steam. You, you mean no longer epic exclusive? Like Yeah, uh, no longer epic exclusive. What, what was the big one? Was it Outer Worlds that said it was going to be um, epic exclusive? Metro. Metro. Metro Redux. Yeah, that was one of the first big ones where people were like, what, you can't do this. Yeah, yeah. Um, what about our rights? <laughs> you know, stuff like that. You, you um, know what I haven't heard? Um, a, a name that I haven't heard since the kind of initial controversy, Ooblets. Oh, you know, I'm glad you're bringing it up because that is another Pokemon-like game. And Temtem just creeped on in on that market. Yeah. And look, both devs have a bit of sass to how they communicate online, but apparently there's like dark sass and light sass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's Ooblets is of the dark sass. <laughs> yeah, there's there's this, a sass that just makes people unsympathetic to you, and there's the sass that's like, uh, see, they're kind of normal. Yes, yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna do a comparison, but between Ooblets and Temtem, <laughs> see what they have to offer. Because I mean, honestly. When we heard about Ooblets, it was nothing other than, you know, death threats. Nothing. And like, I had never heard of Ooblets. Devs and everything's wrong, and I hate Epic, but I love Epic, and, you know, it's just it was just a big mess. Which, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you might believe that no publicity is bad publicity, but we talked about that for a while on the podcast, and I had no clue what the game was about. <laughs> yeah. So, so maybe reevaluating that. Hmm. Is there, is there anything else that you've been you've been playing recently besides Tim Tim and uh, Shoot House? Shoot House, yeah. Cool. Um, it's not even Call of Duty anymore. It's just Shoot House. No, just just uh, Frostpunk. I'll be honest. Half the game time, I seem like I'm scrolling through all the uh, Game Pass games because they keep on adding new stuff. Yeah, and we're not sponsored by Microsoft, 
but we should. Because <laughs> I love Game Pass, and I talk about it all the time because it really is good. And that if they keep it up, um, it will be the Netflix of gaming. And being the Netflix of anything is awesome and good for both the consumers and the market, I feel. Mm-hmm. They just added, um, oh my God, a Plague Tale Innocence. Yes, yes, I know, I know, I know what game yeah. you're talking about. Yeah, they just added that. That's an indie that surprised a lot of people. Who's like, this is like AAA quality graphics mm-hmm. and smart game design. Now but it's an indie with with the uh, with the Game Pass. Are these like free games that you have for a little bit, or are we talking like? So you have the ability well when you're a Game Pass member to actually buy these games at a discount. Okay, so it's just like a, a and selection. They, the games don't always stay on there. You'll see, if you follow closely enough, you'll see some games probably have like a six-month uh, exclusivity, but they'll have a six-month deal, maybe a year deal, two-year deal. That's usually how these things work. Um, or it's just like a in perpetuity kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And just how, to compare it to the Netflix model, you know, Netflix will have XYZ TV show on there for years. And then you might see news like, hey, XYZ thing is coming off of Netflix. Yeah, so rip, rip the Be office. sure to watch them all now, you know. And then eventually Netflix started doing originals. Technically, Microsoft is already planted there. You can look at Gears, Halo, and stuff as like Microsoft originals for their Game Pass subscription service. And then they have everyone else. Um. I don't know what PlayStation is going to do. They didn't do something. <laughs> PlayStation is just going to be along for the ride. <laughs> yeah. So so far though, for PlayStation, it, it has been like uh, just high quality games come out and people go, "Ooh, crazy!" You know. Yeah. Um, so in some ways, you can kind of compare it to where for a while, like HBO, like that's where you got the best TV shows, mm-hmm. and then Netflix started getting big hits like Stranger Things and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I see HBO compared to PlayStation's exclusives and so on and so forth. There there are a surprising amount of people who are looking at what Xbox is saying they might do. You know, uh, there was there was a little bit of a news that I heard about Xbox contemplating the idea of giving people access to the Epic Game Store and stuff like that. And um, pe- people people are saying, oh, OK, goodbye, PlayStation. You're dead. And that's obviously a little th- hasty. <laughs> Sony well, isn't a small company. <laughs> if they do that, that would be very, very smart for the Epic Game Store. Because for me, I mean, look, the store is very polished looking. Um, and that goes a long way for someone like me. I don't like how on Steam there's so much junk on there. Yeah, yeah, I I get that for sure. And they end up making Steam they could end up making Steam look like a Walmart. And have you ever been to like a computer section of a Walmart? Uh, have I? It's, it's it's not fun or exciting. And you're probably wondering like what they sell computers there. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> so I didn't so even think, know. Ima- try to imagine what that would look like. And then Microsoft, they're going to have a streamlined store system. And if they get paired up with Epic's, um store system which still needs a lot of work but mm-hmm. let's be honest as far as features goes but what they have there works um they'll end up having steam look like the walmart of video game stores and then the epic microsoft relationship could end up being like the apple store 
of game stores with a nice polished experience and look and feel. Yeah, it's and then just having the just the ability to play those PC games. I mean, it already looks like a PC. I've got to say it's it's pretty exciting to think about what exactly the um the the future holds for this new generation of consoles. Um because you know, we're looking at of course Cyberpunk 2077 has been hyped up constantly. Um and people are really looking forward to it um and you know, it's it's interesting to see with all these new consoles, big new titles in gaming and stuff like that. It, it makes me hopeful for 2020 as a year when compared to 2019 or previous all around <laughs> less high quality. Uh, I, I can't remember which year games. it was, but I was looking back on the games of the decade and stuff. There was one year I was like, wow, like the game of the year for that year would be like ranked number 25 for any other year. Yeah. Like it was just a bad year this year. Gonna be pretty good with just Cyberpunk alone. Tim Tim, hopefully keeps going strong. I think that'll be exciting. But really, I think just the kind of things that the offerings we're gonna have. We're getting new consoles this year. Uh, potentially new services like PlayStation apparently has some secret feature that people are whispering about. Don't know what it could be. It could be just something that PlayStation is really excited about, but they really don't have any idea of what the market wants. For instance, do you ever remember about how with the PlayStation 4, they pitched the concept of, like, let anyone, like, from afar just jump in and help you play your game? I do not. I do not remember um, that. That was in, like, their E3 announcement video to where, like, let's say, I can't remember if, if this was the exact ad or, like, a parody of it, but it's, like, the little brother playing the video game, he can't get past this level. And then he hits up his brother that's in college on his PlayStation. <laughs> and he's like, hey, tap into my PlayStation and then beat the level for me kind of thing. That is an absurd feature. <laughs> it's absurd feature. And what's even worse, and it's probably why you don't hear about it much, um, way back when a kid let some older stranger online into his destiny game oh goodness and the dude deleted his destiny characters <laughs> and wow y'all you hear on the stream is like the kid crying as if his family had been slaughtered before him just like he was like why why <laughs> why and then i've never heard playstation talk about the features ever, ever since <laughs> they, they got the video in a and a email report sent out to the entire uh, PlayStation Studio, whatever whatever subgroup of Sony deals with that. They just said, mm-hmm. "Never talk about this again." <laughs> yeah, just never. Uh-huh. I mean, it's like that should just shouldn't happen. So that's just an example of like a bad feature. I hope it's nothing like that. Where they're like, "Oh, like guess what, guys? You can stream in your PlayStation." It's like, yeah, we we already can. Like, but in less steps now. It's like. We just do it on our PC on Twitch. What are you talking about? Um, we'll see, though. But uh, another thing to think about as far as offerings and stuff we're getting, um, CD Projekt Red has GOG Galaxy. They run that. Mm-hmm. And GOG Galaxy is supposedly going to wrap all the stores and collections into one. And so... Xbox achievements, PlayStation trophies, all that stuff. 
everything will be in one picture. All your friends list will be in one thing. Mm. And that's the thing. If they could wrap all that into one and then their buy button just has like a drop down of like, where do you want to buy? Epic, us, Steam, so on and so forth. I mean, they just leapfrog over everyone else's efforts. Absolutely. And so it's very interesting. I mean, I like seeing this just because I like competition. And just to me, it's like watching a game unfold between businesses. It's like a business simulator turned up to 11. And it's interesting seeing all the different angles and offerings. PlayStation, 600 games. However, you can only download a few of them. And even then, you're kind of still streaming work. Game Pass, you're pretty much getting the PC version of the game, not something that's a PlayStation game downloaded into some kind of emulator basket for your PC. Steam, don't know where they're at. No <laughs> subscription service. Get on it, man. Just like let us download however many games. Do something. Of course, Wake of course, up. they they do have more than enough sales to make up for a subscription service. Yeah, but just they can easily do something, something, even if it's like a two month window of like, I don't, I don't know. They got to do something. I'm, I'm not going to do their job for them. They need to think of something. If you want to hear David's opinions, you have to pay him. Yeah. Get on it. Get on <laughs> it, Valve. Well, no. Um, Game Pass is doing great. Origin was okay, but it's EA, so it's like you can't trust them. They're like, in between Netflix and Google as far as uh, quality goes there. Yeah, and, and with the with the Uplay store and the Origin store, with b- both of those, I go, um, why do you exist? I mean, <laughs> Uplay didn't stand a chance, in my opinion. <laughs> I, um, I, just, I just don't see any point to those. It's like, oh yeah, well, I'll, also, I'll, co- I'll get you for the one game that I have that I'll play, you know? Also, it comes to costs. Mm-hmm. Um, you play, I think it was fourteen ninety nine right out the gate. Where Game Pass, dollar, one dollar. Well, well, you play is the uh, is the Ubisoft, yeah, launcher, right? Is it? Did they also have a subscription service? Yeah, they came out. Um, you you play Plus or something like that. Did, I didn't even um, hear about that. Wow, exactly. Like <laughs> I saw it as like a just like a bottom mention, like oh by the way, and then I remember saying on the Discord, hey, this might be something to look into. And um, the thing is with Ubisoft, and I don't know what it is, if it's just a a cultural difference, but if you look at the game websites for any Ubisoft game, where we read like left to right, it's like their websites are designed from bottom diagonal right corner up to the left. <laughs> and it's just hard to navigate because I couldn't like I was ready to give them money. And I'm like, where is the buy button? Let me subscribe for a month. And it's just, I couldn't find it. Man. Um, now, it was early on. I'm sure it's better now. But once you get to it, it's like, uh, I mean, what am I going to do? Play Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I've already played it. And I know that they have just another baked in thing of trying to get you to pay XYZ to just play stuff that should be included in the game. And they're charging fourteen ninety nine. So yo, chill. Um, Game Pass is doing it right. It's a dollar or four ninety nine, depending on if you're doing PC or console, or nine ninety nine for the overall. And yeah, at this rate, Game Pass is gonna win. 
That's all I'm saying. Game Pass <laughs> Master Race. All right. Well, that that has been. We started a little bit late, but that has been the. That has been a Game Pass advertisement. Yeah. Thanks there you for, go. Uh, wow. Not, not being sponsored. Way, way to show your impartial, totally unbiased opinions. Yeah. yeah appreciate <laughs> it. I'm here all week. Um. Thanks for tuning in in the commentary in the chat. Um. If you play Temtem, let us know what you think about it. Especially if you're a Pokemon fan, is it going to be enough to turn you? Other than that, we should be back next week, and uh, Luca will be joining us. He's off in the woods playing survival games, I guess. Yeah. And, uh, again, we have content on heavyshelf.com. If you've missed, we got our printed or published, I should say, top 25 games of the decade and Pate's Picks for top 10 games of the decade. Um, his is more based around fun, or ours is based around a scientific measurement of what is greatness. Wouldn't you agree, Moose? Yes. <laughs> it's beyond science, really. And uh, again, heavyshelf.com, we'll publish all of our content. Join us on the Discord for conversation about these games and squadding up for others. I'm actually going to see what we can do about getting some uh, Tim Tim clans going, see how big they can get and things like that anyone who's interested oh my god just wreck them just wreck them I can't wait <laughs> teleport behind them um, okay and we're out see you again next week